presented by TBR Sports. This is the Booth Review Podcast. Boys, welcome back. Episode 125 of the Booth Review Podcast. Week 4 NFL Pick'em. Exciting. Exciting week because I feel like for the first time, I don't know what's going to happen in no, this no idea. In the NFL. No We've clue. always said that we're pretty confident. There's a lot of matchups on here that, uh, that I had to take my time with, and I was like, hmm, I really don't know what's going to happen, which makes for great conversation. So we have a lot to talk about um, and a lot of exciting stuff happening at TBR. Uh, excited to be back on the podcast. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing I mean, good. I know I, how you're doing. I mean, how you doing, though? I'm good. Good? Yeah, just so all the podcast people can hear. Yeah, yeah no, you're I'm doing I'm, great. I'm doing good. Yeah, <laughs> no, just, just keeping it rolling, you know. Um, we, we just keep moving, you know. Just, just Exactly. Just keep on rolling. Yeah, keep um, on rolling. Yeah. We, uh, we've been talking throughout the week about stuff we've seen in sports, and um, we don't really cover a lot of it, but that Dame trade's crazy. Like... Yeah, and I gotta say, self-proclaimed, not the biggest NBA guy. Neither um, am I. So I, you know, I'm not even gonna lie. I didn't bat an eye when I looked at it because part of my issue with the NBA is I feel like that's just such a normalcy it's now. On it's on par. Like it's like big players going to play with other big players. Like LeBron started the whole super team thing, and then the Warriors picked the Nets it up. with that three yeah, T, the three player. Like thing. Now ever it feels like, especially like all the players that I grew up in my childhood like watching. Back when I was into the NBA, they've been on like seven different teams by now. I know that Damian Lillard obviously. Damian is the first one I think I've seen a lot. Curry's the only one really left. It's like I really like. Oh man, I associate with that. Yeah, he stayed with his team. So I've lost track of like I I couldn't tell you like what the James Harden situation is. Kevin Durant. I mean, they've been no idea since I stopped paying attention to the NBA. I feel like all those guys have been on like ten different teams. Multiple teams. teams, Yeah. Um, So like when I see a big trade like that, I'm like, oh, that's the NBA. Yeah, <laughs> it's still crazy. You know, I, I, yeah. I personally, I love Damian Lillard. I think he's like just a cool player. Never had a chance in Portland. He's got maybe two, three years left before he's probably out of the league. Cool to see him go to a good team, but we won't talk about it too much because yeah. we're not experts in NBA. We never claim to be. So no. <laughs> somebody said today that they think that could be the biggest sports news of the year. The Travis Kelsey, which we will get into, was way bigger. I could name three bigger things that have happened in my life in the last 24 hours than the Damian Lillard trade. I'm sorry. Yeah. But that's just not big sports news to me. It's just not- it's not surprising because it's like it's not, it's not out of nowhere. You knew he was getting traded. Right. Like, I feel like knew, that's been a storyline for at least a year We were just surprised where he now. went, but you knew he was not going to be in Portland next year. Yeah. So it's 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 like also biggest sports news of the year. That's Come debatable. On. We're no. only in what September. Yeah, and we're like, not going to look back at the end of twenty twenty three. Aaron Rodgers like, blowing out his Achilles is bigger. Right, sports like news. all the like, injuries that have happened in the NFL already trump that. Like so much that has happened. The Gold Knights winning sport. their first cup. Like yeah. that's big. Like, we're not going to look back at the end of the year and see like man, like remember that Damian Lillard trade? Like no one's going to talk about it in a week. You no, know? everyone's already kind it's of stopped right talking now, about it. But yeah. it's it's whatever. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, yeah, I don't. I, I, I'm not. Yeah, fucking whatever. Great. Damian Lillard can do whatever he wants. I, I I don't watch the NBA, and people are surprised by that, but I don't. I don't. Um, I only watch Celtics when they're in the playoffs. And then yeah, I'll, I'll be like, no, oh, cool. and I'll like, right hand up. Like, I'm probably the biggest. Like, I'm not even a bandwagon. I don't even pay attention to the NBA. I just, it's too something about it for me is just not entertaining. Like, I really love college basketball. Like, how yeah. NHL goal is exciting. Mm-hmm. Three pointers supposed to be exciting. It's not. Yeah. Like, and I don't know. Like, yeah. I feel like I throw stones from my glass house when I say, like, I do love watching baseball and I love watching golf. You know, sports that the mass. I love soccer. The, I mean, yeah, right. Like, the general population would probably say are boring. I love them. But there's something about the NBA that is boring to me. 
And it's not basketball specific because I love college hoops. I love it. Like I, I will live and die by that. But something about the NBA is just, I don't know. I, I, I could get all into it. I don't love the work ethic of the players. No one plays defense anymore. It feels like, and someone said this too. I forget when this was brought up, that the NBA is probably the most individualized sport. Yeah, definitely. I think that's part of it for me too is it's hard for me to get behind watching basketball which is meant to be such a team sport when it's like the league is really individual centered you know like you're following the players more than you are the teams the players themselves act above the team it's just not my thing um so that's why i've never been a big nba fan um, yeah i mean i'm, I'm kind of right there with you i can't name a single player on half the teams in the nba yeah. I know the big names, obviously. You know, like LeBron and Giannis and Jokic and all right. of them. But I'm going to be honest with you. I can't remember the last time I sat down and be like, oh, yeah, let me watch this NBA game. Yeah. Like, let me <laughs> sit down the next three hours and watch. Like, I'll sit down and watch a three-hour Patriots game. Even if they're terrible, yeah. I'll watch it. Bruins, whole game. Yep. I can't sit down and be like, let me watch this full NBA game. Like, I never, <laughs> yeah. I don't keep up with it. I really don't. I mean, when the Celtics made it to the playoffs last year, yeah, it was cool. Um, I, I watched some of the games when they got, like, deep in the series, but I didn't care. No, I, I really didn't. When they you know? went out, it wasn't. I didn't feel that same level of like, oh, the season's over. I felt like when the Bruins got knocked out. You know, Dude, right? Like, oh my god, I was heartbroken. Heartbreaking, the, yeah. like crying. It, like, it, yeah, done, like it like, affected me personally when the Bruins next couple lost. Days, I'm just down. Some yeah. Oh my like, god. Oh, well, there it is. Like whatever. I like, was so pissed. When and the I know some people lost. might be mad at that because like people yeah. love the NBA. The, yeah, the way I would equate my relationship with the Celtics, especially like you know, their last postseason run is like, you know, when you throw a random sports game on where you don't have a horse in the race, but you end up kind of watching it and you're like, yeah, I, I would like for this team to win. And yes. during the game, you're like rooting for it. And then as soon as the game ends, you're like, oh, it doesn't matter. I didn't care anyway. Right. That's yeah. my thing with the Celtics was like when they, when it was like game seven of that Eastern conference final, I was like, oh yeah, like Boston so cool Celtics, like pride would yeah. be awesome. And I watched the game and they got fucking blown out. And I was like, ah, I'm not a Celtics fan. Anyway. What was that term you used? Shellacked? Like, <laughs> Shellacked. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. I didn't care anyway. So who cares? The um, next day I woke up and my life didn't change. Right. And if the Bruins lost, I woke up, my life was over. Exactly. It was the like, one time that I felt some sort of Celtic pride, I was leaving Boston calling this past spring. It was Memorial Day weekend. We were, it was like a mass of people. The Lumineers had just played. It was Saturday night and everybody was leaving at the same time. And if you've ever been, if you've been to Boston College, you know they do it at Harvard. You're on the athletic fields at Harvard. So you're really getting filtered out of like one exit. It's not like going to, you know, some bigger, like Coachella, I'm assuming has multiple entrances and exits. Yeah. Boston calling. It's like one. So one in way in one, one way, way in out. one way out. And there's a lot of foot traffic. So we were kind of just like, you know, standing around and waiting for a long time to leave. Finally, we get into the streets of Cambridge and um, I'm looking at my phone just to like check in with the Celtics game. Cause I knew that the game was going on. So I was like looking at the score and my phone hit triple zeros and they'd lost. So I was like, oh, man, that sucks. But again, I didn't care. Right. All of a sudden, probably like just a wave of sound started traveling closer and closer and closer and closer through the crowd of people that's leaving. And it reaches us and it goes back and everybody starts cheering. I refresh my phone. The Celtics had won. Well, you're it talking was about the, the white buzzer beater. The buzzer yeah, beater. Yeah, okay. And we're now on, I forget what street it is, but it's the street in Cambridge um, that has all the bars on it. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Harvard Square. The college, the Harvard Square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Harvard Square. And everyone is running to the windows of the bars to to see see what what happened. happened. Okay. the uh, like a let's go Celtics chant broke out, beat the Heat broke out, like fuck my everybody. Right, right. I was like this, and to me it was like this is why I'm so proud to be like from Boston and a Boston sports fan. Yeah. Granted, I'm not a Celtics fan, but like that but was I'll really cool. Yeah, cool. Being like, at an event that had nothing to do with the Celtics game, and then the Celtics win, and everybody is like high fiving each other it, in yeah. the street. Like reminded me reminded me of the 04 Red Sox kind of like yeah yeah yeah. I, you know you see not clips that either one from, of us was like really like yeah like, I was too. But. I was too as well. Like, yeah. not like we were really like in the moment. Yeah, like. you see clips from like back then where it like just consumed your life. Like that's what it reminded me of was leaving Boston yeah. Calling that night, and then they lost the next game, and it didn't impact me at all. No, so that's yeah. my relationship with the Boston. It Celtics. was a cool moment, you know. It's yeah. like it's one of those moments you look back at, like, oh, that was really cool. I don't look back on like, like, I put it like this, like if the. Bruins have done that in, like, game six, right? They come back and win game six, yeah. and they go on to game seven and lose. I wouldn't remember game six. I right. would just remember them losing. Yeah. But for the Celtics losing game seven, I only remember them winning and game the, six. The, yeah. Like, it's like, you know what I mean? Right. I only remember the highlights of Celtics. I don't remember the lowlights because I don't care enough. Right. It doesn't hurt me. Yeah. Where the Bruins' highlights get overshadowed by all the times they've lost in my life. Agreed. You know what I mean? Agreed. Like, yeah. I mean, you think about that series with Florida. 2019 and, Blues, like, game right. seven. Oh. Like, that crushed me. Yeah. Like, and that's really when TBR was kind of getting their legs, too. Like, we were doing a lot of content around that series. We were going yeah. to every game. We had the playoff army. That's what we dubbed ourselves, the playoff army. We were going to every game. And all I think about now is how they lost in game seven. But, like, yeah. the great memories of that whole playoff run where – you beat the Leafs in seven. You beat the Blue Jackets. You sweep the Hurricanes. Like, none of that comes to mind anymore. It's the game seven. Marshawn skating off, not playing defense. <laughs> just comes right That's back That's our to captain. Like, That's yeah. <laughs> shout out Marshawn, new captain. Yeah. The rat. Like. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. Like, it, it definitely, especially with the Bruins. It, yeah. And I think it's because there's such an expectation on the Bruins to win and succeed. And they've come so close so many times and haven't done it. And I think that... Even even though you and I are definitely like we're definitely like Patriots and Bruins first, the Bruins losses hurt more than the Patriots losses because we've seen the Patriots win so many times. Right. That I've seen six Super Bowls. I've seen yeah. them go to every AFC championship game, every playoff. I almost never I about almost it. want the Patriots to be as bad as they can be. So I can feel that high again. Like Yes, and, and so that it, I don't like, even get the hopes up again that they might win yeah. one day. You know? It was great. For a long time growing up, it was our whole lifetime, really, until we've seen, 2020. We've seen winning. Like, it was great. I mean, you could, it, no matter what was going on with the other three teams in Boston, you could bank on the fact that the Patriots were going to give you at that least be level of excitement. Like, right. That's gone now. And it's almost like I don't want them to be like a, like in 2021 when they made the playoffs and then got smoked by the Bills. I'd almost rather them be like a sub 500 team and miss the playoffs. Well, you know what I'm saying? There was a great quote by, um, not that we, for copyright purposes, but Jason Kelsey has a great quote on his podcast. Oh, just yeah, just New Heights it. podcast, yeah. where he says, "Losing a Super Bowl will make you never want to go back to one." Yeah, I think as a fan watching your team lose a Super Bowl, almost or losing a you know Stanley Cup final, almost makes you feel like you never want to see them ever go back <laughs> for that fear they might lose again, and it just hurts. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I would say the opposite though. I felt, and this is like a cocky thing to say, but the, the that was the mentality in New England for a long time was. 
when you lost a Super Bowl, like when you look back You'll at the, back. Like, it almost was like, all right, good. Like now we have something to play for next. Year. Like it almost got to the point where we were winning so much that we had no motivation we to win anymore. It, it was like, all right, like, so we've di- we've done everything, right? Brady's won his six. Like we did the twenty-eight to three comeback, the largest comeback in Super Bowl history. You know, Belichick, greatest coach of all time. Mal- you know, Mal- Malcolm Butler's walk-off interception. <laughs> you had the but- Butler interception. You had the almost perfect season with the Giants. I mean, talking regular season-wise, you went undefeated. Like, you really did it. You had the sixth-round draft pick who won a Super Bowl back in 01. Like, you had all these things. So when it was like, Super Bowl win, Super Bowl win, Super Bowl win, it was like, mix in a loss. It's like, all right, now we have a little adversity to face, you know? Like, yeah, it sucked when, like, I think back to the Eagles loss. I was a freshman in high school. That sucked, but it was also like, it all right. Hurt, it didn't like, hurt me as much as like other things did. Though. Yeah, you know like it I mean? hurt because like, I wanted to win, and that would have made it three. Like that, in hindsight, would have made it three in a row because they win the next year and they won the year that before. That made the 53 one that much more special. That's what I'm saying. Like, it was like, all right, now we can actually like not be the favorites going into next year. And like we can like, you know, I, I think it's funny to think about it now. Like when people would rank the Patriots like second in a power ranking, we would be like, oh. They don't respect us enough. Like, we're second out of 32 teams. Yeah. And we would think that's not enough respect. And now we don't even crack the top 20. I know. We're not even close. Like, yeah. It, and it's insane. Like, back then, like, you know, the Max Kellermans and the Cal- Colin Cowards of the world would be like, oh, Tom Brady's fallen off. Like, this, that, and that. We would get so offended by that. And now it's like, our team sucks and we don't even care. And, you know? And nobody talks to us anymore. We don't play in any primetime games anymore. Like, it's all one o'clock games. Horrible. It's, it's bad. Horrible. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, that's all my, that said. <laughs> we're going to get more into the Patriots a little bit. But we mentioned on the podcast last week that uh, there was an article that was being written about. Question for you. Do yeah, you yeah. want to bring Michael Lynch on to read this with us maybe next week? No. You want to read it today? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Lynch, if you're listening, no offense, but I want to read this fucking thing right now. It just came out. Um, so the article that was being written about TBR has come out. So we're going to do a very quick kind of summary breakdown of it all. Um, and yeah, just kind of like talk about the process of like, you know, what's being said in the article. You know, give some little behind the scenes content um, of the article. And uh, yeah, and then I guess I can tease next week too. Uh, we are definitely going to do a TBR Jeopardy next week. That's um, exciting. So I've been drafting the questions up. I'll finalize all of those. It'll be you versus Michael. Um, but it's not going to be like just TBR. It'll be like yeah, yeah, sports, yeah. you know. and Like a TBR everything. column and then like, yes, a, like other right. sports. It's just Jeopardy okay. presented by TBR Sports. Okay. Um, and then Michael and I are going to be debriefing some of the wiffle ball games, specifically Fenway video drops and tomorrow. And then pick them. Yeah. So jam-packed next couple weeks coming up, but... Yeah, that's kind of a preview of next week. But we're going to go through the article right now. All right, um, let's do it. So if any... Uh, you want to do switching off reading or you want to... Uh, like play popcorn? Like, no, I mean, <laughs> we can. Like. <laughs> I'll just read it. It's All fine. Right. I'll read it and then we can talk about like what it, you know, the the stuff that's being said in it. But it, it, it's cool. I mean, I think that we've had articles written about us in the past and I haven't read this one from top to bottom. I've just kind of skimmed. But I've been told that it's very well written. And um, Michael specifically said it was a, it, this is a lot better than the last one that we did. Um, so we did an article last summer, and um, Michael said that uh, this one blows the one from last summer out of the water. So okay. I'm excited to read it, excited to share it with everybody. It touches a little bit on the wiffle ball, touches a little bit on the company itself. Um, so it's on the Berkeley Beacon, if anyone wants to go and uh, 
check that out. Student-run newspaper at Emerson College. And the props uh, to them. them. And the uh, heading is, hold on, TBR Sports, redefining childhood's pastime sport, which is true. We are doing that. The sports fan is an optimistic species in constant pursuit of their primary source of sustenance. Victory. That's a great opening. It's a good paragraph. line. It's a really, it's really, really pulls really you in with yeah. that one. You I, know? I, I'm, I am now left wondering what sustenance means. Oh, I don't know. That's my that first word thought. All, but I'm looking forward to it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's a word that is so far out of my vocabulary, but I feel like it fits. And I yeah. don't even know the definition of the word. We, we continue. Years of preparation and hard work are poured into achieving this singular goal. Countless hours spent yelling at televisions, analyzing drafts and free agency markets, calculating the steps towards glory that their squad must execute. But like all living things, the sports fan has its predators that are always lurking. Bad calls, season-ending injuries, becoming a Jets fan, which I thought was a funny addition. Yeah, that's funny. Because this article yeah. has absolutely nothing to do with the New York Jets. Just a little bit of like a stray. A little bit like that in there. <laughs> just, just take like, a dig at the Jets because you yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you can. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. Um, lockouts and the scariest one of all, losing. And while most sports fans seek consolation in the potential of next season, some fans take action. Enter TBR. <laughs> it, it doesn't say enter TBR. I added that part for it's people who are good, listening. It's pretty good, though. I mean, I guess so far, so good. Yeah, yeah. Let's continue. Well, I think so far <laughs> it makes you think that, like, whatever is coming up next in the reading, it, you're at least interested going into it. You know what I mean? I have to interrupt for a second. We've received a text from off-screen producer, my girlfriend, who's in the kitchen making noise. Um, sustenance. <laughs> Food and drink regarded as a source of strength or nourishment. So. Very nice. (laughs) Now we know what it means. Thank you, Emma. (laughs) She gives us the thumbs up. All right. Yeah, I agree. So far, so good. Um, All right. They continue. Brendan Willett, a junior sports communication major at Emerson, has always been a sports fan. That's true. Mm. (laughs) It's been a part of his identity as an athlete and content creator, inspiring forays into Vine sports montages and YouTube videos. Um, Again, a forays, something that's out of my vocabulary. Very, that might, that might, we might kick that back to Emma to see if she can (laughs) look that one up. Forays, F-O-R-A-Y-S. Forays. Forays. Four A's. Forays into sports, like yeah, man, I don't know. Yeah, it was, and I'm usually good with vocabulary too. I I um I won my class spelling bee in in fourth grade, and then got uh, well. Don't congratulate me just yet. And then I got booted in the whole school one. Um, Bruh, so it was like <laughs> a everyone wins kind of thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. It wasn't. I, I misspelled the word. Okay, ah. foray, a sudden attack. Into enemy territory, especially to obtain something. A raid. <laughs> Thank you, Emma. That is lovely. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's uh, another great word. Um, so, um, inspiring forays into Vine sports montages and YouTube videos, which is true. That's really where I got my start in the sports media world. Is I used to make Vines uh, when I was a really little kid. Um, I would make YouTube videos. Uh, I had a YouTube channel. Not a big deal. And I would make sports vines, kind of just like relatable content. I actually like, I didn't have a big following, but I fucking killed it on Vine. Did you now? Yeah. I was funny. I was really funny at such a young age. We did kill it on YouTube, though. I get this comment a lot on TikTok, which is funny because seeing like the progression uh, of like fans following me 
So when I had a YouTube page, my friends and I, we came together and we did a mini hockey all-star shootout video on YouTube. Electric. And it blew up, like over a million views. It's still out there if anybody wants to go watch it. Um, Actually, it might not be out there anymore. I, as you picked up your phone and looked at it, I think I remembered that I privated it. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. I'll flip it to you anyway because I have yeah, the link. Me, yeah. So this was like this was back when we were super young, and the video like blew up, and then full circle when we blew up on TikTok in a similar fashion. And this still happens on a daily basis. I get a lot of comments like, "Are you the guy from that mini hockey video?" <laughs> that's so amazing. like that's where that was like the humble beginnings of like how I got were my you, like, start. Commentating it or yeah, full blown. Like we were playing commentating. Nice, it was nice. it was basically what we do with the wiffle ball now for mini hockey. That's electric you know? though. Um, and yeah, and, and a lot of people like have seen that and like not realized it's me until like they you know they like I get a lot yeah. of TikTok comments. They're like, I've been following you for six months and I just realized you're the mini hockey kid. And I, you know, so now it's like that's like my you know everybody. I'm like kind of I'm like Neil Patrick Harris. You know. People know him best for how I met your mother, but he was also Doogie Hauser when he was a kid, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, that's Doogie," you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, but so that's kind of me. They're like, "Oh my God, you were the mini hockey kid, but you've since grown up." Ben, now you're you 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 weren't just him. Now, now I'm TV. Else. Yeah, like, now yeah, I'm the yeah, hockey yeah. TikTok kid. So I'm I'm growing. Uh, is is a good way to put it. So yeah, that's all true. Um, the Vine and the YouTube stuff, and that was all his own research too. The kid who wrote the article, so that was impressive. That's to electric. Me, that he like was able to dig up all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we continue it's a on. Good reporting though. Like, Very good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we continue on. But when watching the New Orleans Saints and Los Angeles Rams play in the 2019 NFC Championship game, his passions reached a boiling point. After an egregious no-pass interference call, Willette texted his friend in a fury, huge podcast coming tomorrow, which is also true. And if you've been around long enough to see every year on TBR's anniversary, we post a video. Um, If you've seen our one, two, three, four, five-year anniversary videos, that text is always in the video. Mm -hmm. I texted Robbie Carpentier, huge podcast coming tomorrow, which... I've said on podcasts before was a lie. I did. I had no plans to record a podcast at all. I just was so infuriated and like wanted to seem cool and be like, yeah, I'm going to like record a podcast. And that was the birth of TBR. Fun fact. Um, Amazing. I would also like to add that this article does a really good job of like linking references. So when it says after an egregious no pass interference call, you can click on it and it will link you to a CBS Sports article about the pass interference call. I love that. Which I think is really cool. That you know, like articles that are giving like context like yeah, this, yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. Like those built in Wikipedia links to yes, like, go exactly. through, like, bring you something else. Exactly. Take you down that rabbit hole of sports, you know? Right. It's like So we continue. <clears throat> At the time, there was no podcast, but the idea had been mulling in the back of Willette's mind, waiting for the right moment. The text turned into a proposition, and the proposition turned into a podcast. The next day Episode one, conference championships recap dropped. And so the booth review, in parentheses, TBR, sports, was born. All true. I don't know why I'm saying all true like we're fact-checking this. I was interviewed for the article. It's, you know. I mean, if you gave lying answers, <laughs> then like. <laughs> right. I'm just saying, you know, true story. Um, all right. It goes on. TBR Sports is a sports media company led by Willette, the company's content manager, videographer, and editor, and his right-hand man, Michael Lynch. The Booth Review podcast, co-hosted by Willette and Friends, which would be you, um, <laughs> was their jumping-off point, featuring breakdowns of the most recent and relevant sports topics. Their most frequently recurring segment being NFL Pick'em, a series predicting the outcomes of upcoming NFL games. 
the company today. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're doing in a few minutes. Um, the company soon extended their content and creation to other platforms, forming Instagram and TikTok accounts under the name TBR Sports. Since 2019, the company has garnered various sponsorships along with over 35,000 followers across all platforms and a growing podcast viewership. But to get to this point, TBR Sports had to endure the unprecedented. The 2020 pandemic flipped the off switch on nearly all professional sports, leaving the booth review at a loss for content. It became a time of mourning for most of the sports world, but for TBR Sports, it became a time to adapt. This is now a quote from me. When everything shut down, that was when we started to press go, Willette said in an interview with The Beacon. Obviously, COVID was a disaster for a lot of people, but the silver lining of it for us is it produced some of our best content. After dabbling in live streaming NCAA basketball content, TBR Sports decided to revitalize a childhood classic by creating the TBR Wiffleball League. Like all childhood games, Willette and fellow TBR members gathered friends and started playing, and of course, filmed it all for their viewers. Again, all true. Electric. And a great story, and that's too. that's something we're doing up till today. I mean, yep. up till this past summer. It was just yeah. still coming out right now. Still coming out. Fenway video drops tomorrow. Not a big deal. Hey, it's coming <laughs> up, you know. A little bit of a pl- I'm, I'm so excited for the Fenway video. Lynchy and I are going to do it. And we'll probably, we can have you on that, too. We can all talk about it. Because you haven't seen it. Maybe you can live react to oh, the Fenway dude. series. I'm looking forward to it. Like, and, you, and you don't know what happened there, either. I'm up to date with all, like, the games and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, apart from the ones I called, I was, right. I was there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, but, um... <laughs> I haven't seen this one yet, so and it's you haven't told one. me yet. So. I haven't told you what's happened. Yeah, which is looking forward know, to it. Yeah, sign my uh, non-disclosure <laughs> agreement. So yeah, I mean, I got my <laughs> I got my uh, my non-disclosure cause, you know, like, right? Can't, uh, <laughs> can't put it out there. So yeah, and that's cool, and that's you know the story of you know of that like starting through COVID, and you know the idea of the wiffle ball league. I have to credit um, a guy who's no longer with the company, but Matt Fonzie. Um, he and I were really like at the time really pushing hard for the wiffle ball league to like be a thing. Um, and so born out of COVID, believe it or not, because everything was shut down at that point. Um, yeah, just a cool story. All right. After the 20 and 2021 seasons, TBR sports uploaded their first refined season to YouTube in the summer of 2022. The league consisted of four teams, the Padres, the Diamondbacks, Mets, and Yankees battling through six, three game series, each team playing the others twice. A single video would capture an entire series, each game lasting three innings, and would show the last pitch of each at-bat to keep the show potent with action. The regular season determined the seedings for the postseason, where teams would have to traverse through a best-of-three ALCS or NLCS, and then a best-of-five World Series. Oh, out of breath. The twenty. I mean, <laughs> this would be a good time to popcorn. Yeah, um, I mean, but like you know, when, when I think back to my time being, you know, on this, this is when we. A little quick deviation from the story we're talking about. Yeah. When I came to Emerson, we had a, I don't want to call it, it's kind of like, not a group meeting, but you and I transferred in on the exact same semester. <laughs> so Correct. we had a, like a 15 to 20 person meeting with everyone else that was in a similar major to us. So anyone that was a communication major went to this little classroom with a, one of our professors, Dr. Payne. Yep. And he talked to us for about a half hour or so. And... You, I said I was a sports comm major. He got to you. You said you're a sports comm major. Yeah. We walked out the building. You came up to me and said, hey, you said you're a sports comm major, right? I said, yeah. yeah. And you go, you like the Bruins? I'm like, yeah. He goes, oh, give me your number. We'll talk. I'm like, <laughs> all right. And from that day on, it's just been you know, Bruins, Celtics, Patriots. Yeah. Anything we can talk about for Boston sports, we've talked about <clears throat> Red Sox games together. Right. You know, and we're doing the podcast together. So yeah. 
But if we weren't in that, I probably wouldn't have. I, I mean, I probably would have met you eventually. Yeah, we We're, sat next to each other in class. Uh, three classes. Yeah, now, now we do. Now yeah. we do. Yeah. <laughs> but then I got to that first class with um, uh, Dr. Charles Steinberg. And I didn't know anybody in the class, but I saw you. I'm like, oh, I know him. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, could not remember your name. No offense at the time. Like, <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I was like, I know that dude. Like, <laughs> for the first, like, two weeks, I'm like, I wait someone else to say it so I can get yeah. it. Like, well, that's, <laughs> I feel like that's, like, the great thing about TBR is, like, a lot of those relationships have just been formed through, like, random stuff like that. So organically. Know? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, Michael's the same way. Michael, I met through hockey at school. He transferred in my junior year. He was a freshman or a sophomore. Um, and I didn't like him at first. I don't know why. I just maybe because I saw him as like competition for like my playing time on the hockey team. But I didn't like him. Um, I didn't. I don't want to say I didn't like him, but I didn't like go out of my way to like be friendly with him. Right. And then it really wasn't until I met him in the summer leading into this season, and we had like mutual friends here and there. But like we really, you know, it was still like we weren't really all that close. And then we sat next to each other in the hockey locker room just because of like the way we were placed. Like you don't pick your seats in the, um, it's all signed. And it's all like signed. Yeah. And like w- the high school that we went to, we had like our own rank. So we had a, like an actual, like high quality locker room that was, um, uh, you know, like, like, ma- you know, it wasn't like a hockey locker room, like a public skating rink locker room with just like bench. It was like an actual like clubhouse. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, so we had yeah, like our own, own like, yes, stuff. our yeah. own like designated area. So I sat next to him. We got pretty close during the hockey season. Um, you know, like friendly. I liked his vibe. We played on the same line for a while, which was great. So good chemistry. Good obviously. chemistry. And then COVID hit, and he and I just became like best friends. Like I don't. There was something about our relationship. Like I just had a certain amount of like trust in him. Like it was one of those things where it's like when that like night that like COVID hit the world. I think <clears throat> I think he stayed over at my house. I forget exactly what it was, but he stayed over at my house, and the whole night we were just like. I just, like, told him, like, all my darkest secrets. Not, like, darkest secrets. Like, I've never done anything fucked up. But, like, right, I told right. him, like, everything about my life. And he told me everything about his. And it was, like, we're, you know, it was kind of like that stepbrother scene where it's, like, we just become best friends. Like, he and I just, like, clicked right away. And I, you know, that was kind of another thing where it's, like, I started off, you know, not knowing him at all. Right. Not someone who was in my friend group. And, you know, just was connected to him through, like, something random. And, you know, look at him now. I mean, he and I are, like... <clears throat> You know, he's like, you know, 1A and 1B at TBR in terms of like, you know, we've, we've been here the longest out of anybody, right, right. you know, with the exception of Robbie, who is, you know, kind of foot in, foot out the door. But, um, but yeah, no, those stories like that are really cool. Um, it's, it's always, you know, those small interactions, you know, at least something big, you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. Um, all right. Moving on. They say. The 2022 season was packed with all the ingredients to create an entertaining wiffle ball league. Booming bats, precision pegs, home run robberies, flaring tensions between clubs, packaged together with pregame and postgame interviews, flashy graphics, and electric live commentary. I like that they threw in electric. Yet to TBR Sports, there's always some room for improvement. Looking back on the season, Willette remembers how some games were played with a collapsed garden fence, while others used lower-quality iPhone cameras to replace dead cameras. This is a quote from me. I said, I cringe when I watch it, Willette said. It's like nails on a chalkboard for me, which is so true. Like, when I look back at 2022, Wiffle Ball versus 2023, I'm like, why did I ever let this go live? You know? Right, you're like, you're, oh you're my regretting God. making the content because it, it doesn't look as good as it does and now. And I said this in the interview, which was like the gist of this quote was, in 2022, we just wanted, we emphasized like the gameplay. We're like, all right, the content's like secondary. If 
something fucks up with the content, it fucks up with the content, and that's that. You know, right? Let's play the game. The play, the game's gonna play out. Whereas this year, I was like, we're not gonna do that because the videos look like shit when you do that. You know, if a camera dies and you're like, all right, let's just keep going. No, we're pausing the game. We're switching the batteries. We're like, all batteries. Yeah. Or... If the fence falls down, we're picking it back up. Like this, you know, right. all this stuff. Like we literally would leave the field to go to hardware stores to get reinforcements for the fence. Because it kept falling down. And then continue playing the same game. Like, right. It wasn't like the fence would fall down. It's like, all right, pretend it's up. Like, that looks horrible. No, so, we're going to yeah, play. I do cringe when yeah. I look at 2022. Even though it was, like, probably the best memories that were created at the company was the 2022 wiffle ball season. I cringe when I watch the videos because I know how good the product is that we put out in 2023. And I'm like, damn, if we could have just done that, like, last year. But you live and you learn. Right. Uh, such negligence fueled TBR sports need to make big strides for the upcoming 2023 season, alluding to what I just said. Perfection became the goal. As Lynch put it, quote, why do it if you're not going to go all in? What a quote from Michael It's Lynch. a great quote. What a quote. That is one of his best contributions at the company. That was, that was amazing. That was an A1 quote. Let's read again. Why do it if you're not going to go all in? Fucking rights, Lynch. Jeez. I mean, like, it's, what it's, a quote. I mean, what a way to sum up the company, though. You know, like, I yeah. mean, everything we we do, that at least in the past few months I've been here, you take it that extra step. Yeah. You know, you, you don't just record the podcast, but it's like <clears throat> put it on YouTube, put it on TikTok. Yeah. You know, you're not just going to record content, you know, one time a day, five times a day. Yeah. You know, you're not just going to record one podcast. Why, why record one? You can record two. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, go that extra <laughs> step. You know what right. I mean? I'm going to quote myself without giving too much away about the wiffle ball season there's a game late i mean it's no surprise every team makes makes the playoffs so in our playoff game i was interviewed at some point, at some point. Uh, i'm not gonna say which team i'm not gonna say whatever you'll um, see when you'll see when it comes out in like you know a couple weeks but um i was asked about what the mentality was for my team and obviously it's an elimination game and i said um i quoted david ortiz when i said you know, you only have two choices. You either ride or you die. So you might as well ride. Like, right. that's, that was fucking bombshell from Lynch. They're like, if you're going to do it, do it right. Yeah. You know, or don't do it at all. Like, that's the, and that's the mentality nowadays. It's like, that, it's like, like that old contractor quote, like, measure twice, cut once. Yep. Do everything, <laughs> you know, that extra step. Don't just go on a whim and be like, ah, if it works out, it works out. If not, not. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So this next paragraph is probably one of my favorite paragraphs in the whole um, article. May 13th, 2023. It's a crisp 52 degrees outside. A light breeze brushes across Orn Park in Marblehead, Mass., the home of TBR Wiffleball. How does one know this? Well, because TBR Sports now has a weather graphic at the bottom left corner of the screen. Fuck yeah, we do. That's electric right there, you know? <laughs> yeah, we do. And I've always toyed with like not including the weather graphic because I'm always like, who fucking cares what the weather's like? Somebody I'm, cares. We're keeping you know it in. I mean, the like, article, the Berkeley Beacon article just revived my spirit with the weather graphic. Because we always say it in the pregame. Like, whenever I write my pregame script, I always put it in there because I feel like it's just another thing to add to the video, like right. another element. But there's certainly series where I'm like, all right, like, so, you know, the weather, when you're in middle of July, every series, the weather's the same. It's sunny. It's mid-70s. It's mostly partly like. cloudy. There's a little bit of wind. Like, it's always the same. But Woo. if there's people that appreciate it, yeah, I'm setting the stage for them. So and that's the goal. Um, 
They continue. There's also drone footage, statistical graphics, instant replay, increased camera quality, crispier transitions, and customized jerseys. The Diamondbacks take on the newly added Expos, who joined the Athletics as the league's latest expansion teams. And that pesky, oft-collapsing garden fence has finally been replaced by custom-made fencing fitted with yellow caps and red, white, and blue buntings across each panel. Which, all true. We all added that, and this was all very carefully thought out. Um, And this next paragraph is actually going to touch on that. These improvements came from months of preseason work put in by TBR Sports. Planning started in December of 2022, spearheaded by Willette and Lynch, and included a laundry list of to-dos. 45 games had to be scheduled, and I, like, sat down and did the math. Like, when he asked me, he was like, how many games are there? Because, you know, we do it by series. Right. So, like, individual games, 45 regular season games. Three games at a time. Three games at a time, 15 series in the year. 45 regular season games, which is impressive. Per team, right? Um, In total. In total? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I think that it is. No, is it? Is it per? No, it's not per team. It can't be per team. That'd be like two hundred something games. No. Well, it. Wait. If we play fifteen series, series. No, we, no, no, no. We play five series. That's what it is. It's fifteen games for each team. Okay. Yeah. So wait. What am I saying? Why so would it be forty-five? So it's seventy-five games then. No, because there's six teams. It's 45. I think I did the math. Each team plays 15, but there's two teams in each game. Right. Okay. 45. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're right. You're Plus right. playoffs. So yep. it's 45 regular season. And then who knows in the playoffs? It just, right. It could be as many as 3, 3, 3, 12, plus 5. It could be as many as 17 in the playoffs. That's crazy. Um, so 45 games had to be scheduled. New talent had to be recruited. New graphics and jerseys had to be designed. And that new fence needed to be purchased and shipped from Arizona. And that's true. We did get did it. Did that really Arizona. come from Arizona? All the way from Arizona, that's baby. That's cool. <laughs> that's really cool. How did you find a company that did that? Just searching online for like a long time. Yeah, a that's lot of the stuff easy. that we get for the Wiffle Ball League, like we, we went to the depths of the internet to find. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Someone that would make it or build it. Or yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, when all was said and done, the in-season work began. Willette, along with Mets team captain Jackson Hart, which... He's not the team captain, but I thought that was fucking funny that yeah. they put Jackson Hart as the team captain. Who is the team captain? Well, okay, it was Seth, but it's no longer Seth okay. because he's no longer at the company. So, oh, okay, <laughs> all right. Well, that, oh, that would do it then, now, wouldn't it? Like, <laughs> and I mean, I, well, I guess that is. I guess Jackson is technically the default two captain. Yeah, like, he's the interim captain now. And, and like I said, I mean, we'll, we'll talk in the off season. Well, we'll talk in the offseason when we well, get Well, that there. we'll get to that another point. Yeah, time, yeah, another, yeah. Time. another time, another time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought it was funny that they said that Mets team captain was Jackson Hart. Um, mm-hmm. Known for hitting tanks and throwing gas, would get down to the field early to set up the shop. The two would repaint foul lines and retape bats, set up the fence, bases, cameras, and the turf batter's box, capture necessary B-roll footage, film the scheduled three-game series, and Willette would take the reins with editing down, with editing down four hours of content. Oh, okay. Well, I read that wrong. Willette would take the reins with editing down four hours of content into a cleanly cut 20 to 35 minute video. Mm. While TBR Sports works hard to keep production flowing smoothly, the group works almost as hard at trying to become TBR Wiffleball champs. The league's competitive spirit is comparable to that of Max Scherzer overloaded on pre-workout, which is to say that competition is fierce. That's a funny kind of analogy. Yeah. This is a quote from Lynch. You see other players, how hard they're going to show up and play, and you don't want to lose, Lynch said. No one wants to lose. Which 
is especially true for Michael and I because I think we're two of the most competitive fucks around. And especially when we play against each other. Hint, hint, Fenway series. Yeah. Shit mm-hmm. gets intense. And granted, I don't go at Michael personally the way I go at the former Mets team captain. But it's a better sense of competition between the Diamondbacks and the Well, Bodgers. because the two of you have a healthy competition. where Healthy competition. Where the other one yeah. was just... <clears throat> no. Just hatred. Yeah. I was there. Hatred on a personal level. Did you level. put that in the video? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So for anyone that remembers in the um, Padres versus Mets game where there was a challenge by uh, Brendan uh, to Seth about one of the rules and it just... I was there. I don't know how much you edited it down. I didn't edit any. Okay, so it's like 20 Raw minutes. Raw footage. It's like 20 <laughs> minutes of you guys just going at it. Like, <laughs> and... And it's it being there and not having a really a side in either in, in the say of like the rules or in either camp of the game and just being the announcer. It's hard to just sit there and just watch that happen. <laughs> yeah, with to try to find the words to say for it. <laughs> Where when you're doing the Fenway series, when people are like having a healthy relationship and jawing at each other, it's a little more fun. Exactly. Like, and that's what I'm not going to give too much away. The Fenway series comes out tomorrow. There's a there was a little bit in the Fenway series, but the Fenway series was a little bit more like. Um, I don't want to say quiet, but like, I don't know, not eerie. Like, um, there wasn't too much back and forth between the two teams. It was intense because each player was just so focused, you know, it was quiet. There was not a lot being said, but it made it like tense. You know, you could feel the tension, I guess, at mini Fenway, um, but, like, that kind of same competitive spirit. We weren't, like, yelling at each other, like, fuck you, I hate you, like, whatever. No, it was just really good wiffle ball with really competitive people. And, like, right, that's right. when you when you have a Padres and Diamondback series, that's always how it goes. It always gets intense, you <clears throat> yeah. know? Um, so it continues on. It's common practice across the league to analyze film to get that extra edge over an opponent. The Expos, in particular, are notorious for their film-watching habits. During the 2023 postseason, the team showed up to every game to scout potential opponents, pioneering innovative wiffle ball strategies such as tagging up, a seemingly obvious technique, but not on a wiffle ball field that's only a fraction of the size of a baseball field. And that's also true. The Expos, and and credit to them, because they also helped out with content a little bit, and they weren't the only team. Like, the Athletics, the Braves, kind of everyone was, and I like this, it, it became like a social environment, was like, the playoff games, everybody was showing up, you right. know? So it wasn't just, like, the two teams that are playing and that's that. Like, there was a buzz at the field. There were people there watching. There was momentum. Um, but I think the Expos in particular were, were doing some extra scouting behind extra the scouts. scenes. Yeah. Um, other teams take a more dynamic approach to their preparation. The Athletics are known to show up to the field early with a fungo bat to run defensive drills. Mm-hmm. Lynch, captain of the Diamondbacks, along with many of the league's pitchers, use their backyards as the laboratory for their elite stuff. Willette, captain of the Padres, purchased a wiffle ball pitching machine to prepare for the approaching postseason. <laughs> I did, do, I did do that, and I looked like a fucking idiot. My girlfriend took a video of me. It was like a 90-degree day. And I just wanted to get some extra reps in, and and you know, and it was right before the postseason had right. started. And I went on Amazon, and I, because we spent so much time outside this summer, like my girlfriend and I would literally just like we'd hang out by the pool, you know, we, we'd sit and we'd tan, you know, we'd go to the beach. So you know, I didn't want to like ruin the day by like driving down to the wiffle ball field and like having her throw fucking BP to right, me. Right. So I bought a wiffle ball pitching machine and set it up in my backyard, and I have like a golf net for like 
when I practiced playing golf. And I just set it up in front of that. So I'd just hit balls into the into golf the net, net. yeah. And the, it was literally, it was a wiffle ball pitching machine. I found it on Amazon. Did it's you, incredible. It's like one of those little kid ones where the ball goes yeah. down and shoots up. That's yeah. electric. And it worked. Electric. It worked perfectly. And I got in reps and I was making good contact in the backyard. You're just and I hitting think it tanks helped. in the backyard. But, like. Yeah. But there's a video that I should probably put in one of the wiffle ball videos that my girlfriend took of me. It's like a beautiful day. She's sitting in like the hammock in my backyard, like tanning. And I'm just like hitting wiffle balls off the <laughs> pitching machine. Like, in a bathing suit too like it was so funny no that's electric right there though. <laughs> that's the like, dedication yeah um that's going that extra mile right there you know what i mean yeah <laughs> so here's a quote from me when you're in the season will said everyone's laser focused everyone wants to beat everyone everyone's worried about looking ahead everyone's got that drive to win i don't know exactly what it is that creates that environment but i feel it uh competition inevitably leads to fiery exchanges between the teams players get into the field chirping one another, arguing over controversial calls, and occasionally throwing stinging pegs at opposing players. That's a shot at me because I did that in the World Series last year. I don't know if you've ever seen that clip. No. All right. While, I talk, while we talk about the pick I'm going to put it on the television for you yeah. to see. Um, basically, there was a, a very similar Padres and Mets controversial call in last year's World Series. Okay. And um, after the controversial call, a ground ball was hit to me. And I took a little bit of liberty in terms of how hard and I just spiked it at someone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which made for great content. <laughs> I mean, it's all about content, you know? Yeah. I like that they threw that in, throwing stinging pegs at opposing players. <laughs> uh, that's good wording, too. Yeah. But off the field, TBR Sports has developed a tight knit community that shares a love for the nostalgic game. We're playing a children's game, but we're 20 years old and we're having as much fun as we did when we were kids, Lynch said. Great quote by Michael. TBR Sports, at its core, is a group of friends playing wiffle ball and talking sports. Throughout the years, members of TBR Sports have made new connections, deepened old connections, and created too many memories, referred to as TBR Trivia, to count along the way. <clears throat> like that time, Willette ranted over a Bruins playoff game loss, got up, presumably to leave, and grabbed a pre-poured glass of chocolate milk out of the doorway. Did you and I talk about that very briefly yeah, on the podcast? Yeah, we did, yeah. Great fucking moment. Um, the causing cho- the chocolate milk, uh, the chocolate milk yeah, episode, yeah. Yeah. yeah, causing everyone on the booth review to die laughing. Or another time when Willett ate a chicken McNugget that oozed out a mysterious liquid, and Nick Ferullo, a member of TBR Sports, convinced the group that the McDonald's had a secret night shift that tampered with the McNuggets. Which, <laughs> by the way, I am so for. It, that was on the same episode, I think. I am so behind that theory, and that's a that's a story I've told on this podcast a million times. I'm so I didn't tell him that story either. He went and found that, which is that's impressive. Amazing. So we just had to listen to every episode. And- find that and that's like, episode like six and we're on 125 like that's a, that's, that's some dedication. deep digging um and for the t- and for tbr sports the memories go on and on the good the bad the random the funny the sincere and the heated but ultimately they go on as a blur of sports and fun that's probably my favorite memory says lynch they all kind of jumble together because there's so many but i think it's just the experience of getting to do it all together and being friends who who get to have a blast and put it out there end article that was a really fucking great article. It's a good article. That's a beautiful article. I, I think personally after reading the one that was the previous years compared to this one. Yeah. Night and day. Night and day. That's like, right. Yeah. And this one goes a lot more in depth. It's less surface they didn't level. Just, they didn't just like, you know, <coughs> here's some kids who have a channel. Look at what they do. Congratulations. It like stinging fastballs and the chocolate yeah. milk. And I, it's just it's such a. It's such a deep dive into what the company really is and not just a skim of right. everything. They really tried to find stuff that was everyone and not just a, you know, I don't know how to put it, like a like a brief overview. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I totally agree. That's, I mean, 
you know, it's emotional in a sense, like to have someone else, you know, we always talk about this kind of stuff, but like to have someone else write an article about like something that you've created, it's incredible. You yeah. Know? No, that's um, amazing. So yeah, I'm really thankful that, you know, we were able to get that done. Um, thankful for everyone who helped out along the way um, at the Berkeley Beacon, specifically Jordan and Derek. Those two were really like instrumental in getting this, uh, getting this whole thing up and running. And yeah, it's cool to kind of have, have that um, article out there. And yeah, you know, who knows? Especially the college we go to. Yeah, you know? exactly. I was going to say, who knows what might come from it. But um, all right, enough talking. Let's Emerson celebrity, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, now, all that being said, is it time? <laughs> it's fucking time. Let's go. 5.30 Thursday night. I have a concert to get to that I have to leave for in an hour. We're going to fucking We're rip, gonna rip through it. these picks. We're maybe not as much news as last time because we spent a little we bit of time. We still can. We have an hour. You, you know, know what can, I mean, Yeah, though. we can go we'll, through we'll it. Keep, we'll, keep a try. We'll, we'll try to do all the big news. We won't try and go into too much deep dive. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Thursday Night Football? Thursday Night Football. Lions and Packers. Give it to me. Good game. Taking the Lions. Yeah, I don't have to talk much about it. I, I, again, a great game that, um, you know, bothers me a little bit that it's at Lambeau because you just never know. You never know. With Green the Packers Bay, at like, Lambeau. Jordan Love has looked very efficient. Yeah, I mean, like, really shaky start to um, that game last week against the Saints. Yeah, but he got the comeback win. But they got the comeback win. They won by one point. Um, yeah, you push the line. Like <laughs> I, I, I'm one of those guys that it's like never bet against the Packers at Lambeau, but we're post Aaron Rodgers, and we did see the Lions win in Lambeau last year. Yep. So uh, I feel better about the Lions in this one. I'll take them. I really, really like the Lions this year. I, one of those teams you, as a kid growing up, you always felt like a little bit bad for. Yeah, they never could win. They always went like one in fifteen or you know two in fourteen. Right. Always lost, and now they finally have a, a competent head coach. With a quarterback with something to prove. And I don't know. I, I, I like the Lions in this one. I do too. Um, all right. Let's get on to Sunday. Officially October on Sunday. I love it. My girlfriend was talking to me. We're going back to New York, which it, it, I don't want to say this in a negative way, but doesn't it feel like I just did that drive? You were just there. Yeah, we're going back. Oh um, back back all the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, all the way. Um, no, and I don't, I don't mind it at all. I don't mind the drive either. I love music. I love listening to music. Like it's right, fun. right. But she was like, she'd mentioned it to me over the summer, like, I want to go for Columbus Day weekend. I was like, that's a great weekend to Is pick that to Columbus go. Is weekend next yeah, weekend? Yeah, it's fucking next weekend. Dude, we're already here. <laughs> I know. So we have Monday off So she then, said right? that to me. Um, yeah, we have Monday off. Oh, electric. So alcohol. she said to me, um, she was like, yeah, you're still good to go to New York next weekend, right? And I was like, next weekend? I was like, we're not going until Columbus Day weekend. She's like, that's next weekend. I was like, no, that's not for another like three weeks. She's like, nope, next weekend. Oh, my God. Jeez, September bro. flew by. I feel like we're still in the middle of September for some reason. So we got Monday off next weekend. Next yes. week. This yeah. coming weekend. Yeah, so we're going to, you and I especially, will have an extra long weekend. <laughs> I love today. Like, it's a great day. Because honestly. we have, I mean, we had no class after 2 o'clock today. Yep. No class tomorrow. No class Saturday, no class Sunday. Go Vols, baby, and go horn, Longhorns on Saturday. Go Vols? Yeah, volunteers. No, I understand what they Tennessee. are. I, I know, I, I'm well aware. Okay. Why? Love Tennessee. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Go Vols, baby. Jeez. Oh, so you have no idea. I, I... I have a sharp disdain for the University of Tennessee. Really? Yeah. I love that orange it's, and yellow. It's strictly personal. Um, Fair enough. Uh, but oh, I, I led a fucking campaign against the Vols. Is it, you're talking about those old days you did, like the Madden, like the online game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it actually doesn't even stem from that. Um, just, I just don't like certain people that go to that school. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. 
yeah, Fair for, yeah, for personal reasons. But when you know, when I was in my really like Tennessee hatred day, every time Tennessee would lose in any sport, I'd post about it on TBR. Um, we would always do the Vols down thing, like on the podcast. Vols up, baby. Yeah, no. So I fucking hate Tennessee. Like I hate them. Well, hate them. Number, well, Loved when they lost to Florida earlier this year. Loved it. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I do love the Gators too. Like, and college football isn't my sport. Right. Like, I I'll watch it because it's on. Yeah. But big fan of the Vols, and then big fan of Texas. Well, okay, Texas, I can get behind. I coached Texas when I was doing my Boomer Oakley series, so I'm fine with hooking the horns, but fucking Tennessee, no. Yeah. That shocks me. Hey, (laughs) hey, can we both agree we both hate hate Alabama, though? No, I I can't say that. I can't say that because I coached (laughs) in Alabama. I coached there. I won them a national championship. I can't do it. Oh, you took Nick Saban's job? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, they actually fired him just so they could hire me. They heard I was available and they hired See, me. See, my personal hatred for them is like the same reason why I hate like it, why we hate super teams. No, see, They're in real life, team. yes. Like, I yeah, don't you know what like, I mean? yeah. like I I'm I'm a, I'm a big proprietor of like I love the underdog. I don't think like, like the I don't same like team. Now, yeah, I don't think the same like, team should win too many times in a row. Yeah, I'm fully with you on that, but I can't go as far to say like I hate Alabama because I did coach there for. A I do years. hate Alabama. Though. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. And that's not just me being like a Vols fan. I just I don't like Nick Saban. Like, that's jeez, the whole Vols thing. Yeah. Wow. Go Vols, baby. <laughs> I'll flip you. I always reference them to flip you stuff and never do. I'll flip you some of my old. Um, no, Tennessee, definitely, definitely. You Tennessee will. I'll remind you. Yeah. Um, I'll flip some of my best this week. So yeah, Sunday, October. October 1st. And then Sunday we have off, and then Monday we have off. So I'll see you Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I won't. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> um, all right. First game, 9.30 a.m. because we are in London. Hey, yeah. remember, it's on Disney Plus in Andy's bedroom from Toy Story. <laughs> they That's mentioned so dumb. it all last Sunday. So dumb. Oh, I know. What, what's, what's even dumber than that is that there are people in society, and if you're one of them, stop me, that think... That's the only way you can watch the game. Oh, I know. No, I know. It's, it's bad. Like, People are like, well, I really wanted to watch that game. It's like, you still can. It's still going to be on like CBS. When <laughs> they did the Nickelodeon broadcasts with... People thought they could only watch Nickelodeon broadcasts. They also had the game on CBS. And they also... Remember when they did that one for the NHL games past year where it was like that? Yes. They, like the green whatever? Yep. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They people like, could only watch that. Yeah, no. It was like, it's not exclusively going to be broadcast in cartoon form. You fucking idiots. I'm it's not going to obviously going to be a normal quote broadcast. Last year, though, um, that's not what he wanted to cook. Like, it's <laughs> just a great quote, but I did not watch the game on there. I watched it normal. Um, go for it. Atlanta. Jacksonville. Fair enough. I, Jacksonville just feels on the down Same there. reason why I say like I can't bet against the Packers at Lambeau. I can't bet against the Jaguars in London. Yeah, but it's Kyle Pitts in London. Kyle Pitts has only has only touchdowns ever in London. Kyle Pitts is one of the biggest in the United States. Anyways, <laughs> aren't the Jaguars in London twice this year? Uh, no, they play in Germany. I think. Same deal. Yeah. Uh, not the same deal. Like, Wait, they don't play us in Germany, do they? No, we play the Chiefs. But we have a game in Germany. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's like two weeks from now. Will Taylor Swift be at the Germany game? Oh, dude, I hope so. Like, <laughs> we'll get to that when we talk about that. That's two weeks from now. Um, um, I'm taking Jacksonville. I'm taking Atlanta. I like the way they look. Bijan Robinson's a monster. Like, he's starting to prove himself in the league right now. And uh, Jacksonville just looks on the downturn for me. Fair enough. Um, all right, next game Miami and Buffalo. I'm going to let you talk about this one while I go their way for two seconds. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so personally, for me, I think that um, 
you know, you could take Miami or Buffalo in this game, and if I'm betting on this game, Miami's getting the plus three, and, you know, they put up 70 last week. However, the odds do say that teams that have put up 60 points or more in the modern Super Bowl era are 1-6 in, in the following game at home, and then 0-7 oh, um, on, on the road. And they are 0-7 against the spread. So, for that reason... I'm going to be taking the Buffalo Bills just because I think that teams that the Bills are such a complete team and the Dolphins have a lot going for them right now. But I think coming off a 70 point game, all the hype is around them right now. And for that reason, I'm taking the Bills. Was that one of the fastest bathroom trips you've ever seen in your life? That was immaculate. I can't lie. I've always been complimented on my ability to pee fast, which I don't know if that's like a thing. But um, I, 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 I feel like whenever like my girlfriend and I go out and like we go to the we go to a restaurant, we go to a sporting event, whatever. Obviously, she can't she doesn't come into the bathroom with me. So she stands on the outside. I'm like, I'll be right back. I and she always says I'm in and out in like 30 seconds and I do everything. You know, it's impressive. I wash hands. I flush the toilet, all of that. Like, yeah. but I just do it quickly. I don't know. It was efficient. That was um, efficiency. Like, yeah. So on that note, um, I pondered back and forth on this game for a while. Uh, and I, to be honest with you, I really don't know what's going to happen. I, everything in my heart tells me Miami because of the week that they just had. But. I think about the matchup history between these two teams, and the Bills have historically always played the Dolphins better. It's also in Buffalo. It's in Buffalo, which is probably the hostile and the sole reason why I'm going to take the Bills. Fair enough. I think if this game was in Miami, I'd go the other way. Um, But yeah, hot in Miami right now too. Yeah, give me the Bills here. I think that I think this is going to be a shootout. Like I think both teams. That would be another one of those. Uh, we, we're not even going to talk about my my auto locks from last week when I said take the Broncos. Broncos plus, plus six and a half. It's going to hit, guys. It did not. All right. It, it not. <laughs> that was reminiscent of. Um, That's my pick of the week right there. Yeah, Robbie. Robbie said on a podcast back in 2019 when we did college football pick him. This he coined the term absolute lock, and he texted me. And he said, I've got an absolute lock for you. He goes, Auburn team total, like over 17 and a half. He goes, cash it, like lock of the century. And they got shut out that game. That's crazy. <laughs> so now every time we have a bet that like we say we love and it doesn't hit, that's an absolute lock. So that was my absolute lock last week was the Broncos plus six. And then they got fucking 70 burgered by the Miami Dolphins. Um, <laughs> Personally, I didn't even really see that coming for the Broncos because they had such a like a good week the week before i thought it was gonna be a closer game like i picked miami but i said i feel like the broncos will hang around um we both picked miami in that clearly game. not like, <laughs> it was like I couldn't um it. so uh yeah my my absolute locks for this miami and buffalo game the over in the game buffalo team total over miami team total over i think it's gonna be a, be a shootout, shootout and i think the bills win it by three 38-35. That's so my guess. So the Dolphins are getting three points in this game. Yeah, so the Dolphins would theoretically, I mean, that would be a push, but they Teams would theoretically that cover that spread. 60 points or more in the modern Super Bowl era the following week are 0-7 against the spread. Wow. So. Wow. They're 1-6 in, in games won and lost to, which is just crazy. Okay, so I like Buffalo even more now that you just you told like me that. You like Buffalo giving points in this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like him even more now that you just told me that. Yeah, give me the Bills here. Yeah, I'm doing the Bills too. Um, all right, next game. Game of the century. Broncos and Bears. 
Remember how last week and every week we talked about games we don't want to watch because they're bad? This is a game I want to watch because it's bad. I want to see the mistakes. I want to see the failures. I want to see... I Honestly, tie. Yeah. <laughs> tie. I can't get behind this whole... like Six-six six tie. Yeah, like, see, I get it. Like, I get where, like, the... Jo- I, I can't get behind this whole running joke that this is going to be like a 0-0 overtime tie, that this is going to be the worst football game no, ever. I'm kidding. I'm taking the Broncos. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, mean, I mean, it's a no-brainer for me. I'm taking the Broncos. They have put up a lot more points than the Bears have this year. Are but the Bears the worst team we've seen in 10 years of football? No. No, 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 no. no, 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 no is it no. the 0-16 Lions? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, the Browns. The Browns. Yeah. yeah. They're no. up there, though. I, this is a bad team. Yeah, yeah, they're a bad team. But, I'm, again, I'm not buying into all that just yet. I mean, look, let, let's talk at the end of the season. I think this team gets a decent amount of wins. You know, a decent amount of wins. Two. No, I'd say more than that. I think they'll string together a couple. This is a winnable game for them, you know? Like, if you look at their schedule down the stretch, they've got some winnable games. I think Justin Fields is a very capable quarterback. Oh, I don't. I don't think he's, like, the... I don't think he's worth the hype that he was given, but I also don't think that he's, like, a spaz attack. I got some clips I got to send you. He's athletic. Uh, He's a... I mean, I've watched all their games this year, pretty much every second of all of their games, and, like, I'm not... Here's the thing. I think that there's a lot of pressure on him because he's meant to be the franchise guy. I don't think he's your franchise guy. I mean, look at Brock Purdy in the Niners. He didn't think he was going to be the franchise guy. That would be Trey Lawrence. Yeah. It, or it, Trey, yeah, or Trey, Trey Lance. Lance. Yeah. Sorry, not Trevor. I put it Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence. Anyway. Yeah, it was a combination of Trey Lance and Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> I mean, you know, T-Law, T-Law. You know, anyway, yeah. um, so I think that Trey Lance getting traded just goes to show that, you know, those high draft picks don't always work out for you. And you could find guys. I think the bar is what was set high for Justin Fields. But I would say if if you're watching, not really having any expectations for him, he's not an unimpressive quarterback. No, but the people that put him, people put him in the top ten. Yeah, and he's not. And or the top fifteen, and I'm like, you're just wrong. Yeah, and I don't come from that school of thought. But just watching him, like, look, he's a better athlete than I'll ever be. There's a lot of like, quarterbacks in the NFL that have won games this year, and you're like, how the hell did that guy, you know, manufacture a win? Yeah, he he could win games. You know, I don't yeah. think he can. He's better than a lot. He's no, better than a lot of guys. I mean, look at know? Desmond Ritter. You're like that guy. Is like, yeah. I'd probably take Justin Fields over Desmond Ritter. You know, in a you know, if you're to pick a franchise quarterback, it doesn't. It's not saying a lot. Yeah, I'm not taking him over anybody in the AFC. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. And I'm not taking over like 90% of the NFC quarterbacks. Fair. So it's like, for me, it's like, do I think he would do better than Mac Jones? No. Do I think he'd do worse? No. I think about the same. In terms yeah, of like, a, yeah, it's a fair assessment. Like, like Mac isn't a runner. Justin Fields is, runs too much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> the pocket isn't always that. Everyone's playing the O line. It's not horrendous sometimes. He just can't throw the ball. Right. He doesn't have that field vision. He's seeing more ghosts than Sam Darnold. It's like, <laughs> and then Mac Jones is like, let me stand here with stone feet, not move, and get sacked. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Yeah. Like, that's cool. Like, maybe a little more running, maybe. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, maybe lay off the cigars and bourbon there, Mac. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, when I think about this game, I. I don't see as bad a game as people think. Like, I think I said to you the other day, I would consider taking the over. I know that, like, we saw it against um, the Commanders. Denver's capable of scoring 30-plus points. Yeah. You know? Um, I think this game's going to be not as bad as... I, like, I don't think it's going to be... See, this isn't the bad game of the week to me. The bad game of the week is the last game on Sunday. 
That's going to be like the blowout That's game. That's what of the I mean. Week. That's yeah. The, I, this, I, this, I think people are making out to be like both teams are going to be so incompetent that the football's not going to be good. I don't agree with that. No, I don't agree with that. I either. think the Broncos put up at least 24. I'm going to say 27 7, my guess. Broncos. Oh, win. I think the Bears get more. 27 17? Yeah, I think that's a little bit closer to what okay. I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to take the Broncos yeah, along Broncos, with you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next game Ravens and Browns. This is another tough one. See, it's not tough for me only because the Ravens lost to the Colts last week. If yeah. they'd won that game, it'd be tougher, but I'm taking the Browns. Yeah, I'm taking the Browns too, but I got to say I disagree with the rationale because, like I said with the, um, the Lions in week two, what worries me is that the Ravens lost to the Colts, meaning that they're due for a bounce back game. Yeah, you know? we said about the Bengals though, and then you got right, and then they did. Yeah. the following week. Yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna pick Cleveland because right now they're the better team, and they've looked good defense. at home. Great defense, great too. defense. They've looked good at home. Deshaun Watson is very quietly like playing the same caliber of football that he once did in Houston. I would say the same, but he's definitely getting there. Yeah, I think that <laughs> he's a little bit. Go, he's flying under the radar a little bit just because of everything that's happened. But like, if you watched that game last week, yeah, he played all right. He, oh, more that's it, more than all right. He looked good. Yeah, a lot of deep balls. He and Amari Cooper, the connection between those two is starting to really come together. I think right now the Browns are the better team, so I'm going to take them. But I wouldn't be shocked if the Ravens like had the their Ravens way just them. have such a bad defense that I would be surprised if you see like a this could be a blow game. Yep. Could be. It could be. Like, on paper, yeah, Lamar Jackson's really, really good. Mark Andrews is really, really good. That team is so riddled with injuries. Yeah. They drop in, like, flies over there. Yeah. They've lost half their defense, both running backs. It, Odell's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's yeah. only in week four. Like, yeah. it's not getting any better. No, I, yeah, I get it. There's a lot of... There's a lot of uh, it's a lot of stuff to unpack in Baltimore. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll take the Browns. You will also take the Browns. I will also take the Browns. All right, next game, Bengals-Titans. I'm going Bengals. Bengals-Titans look terrible. Yep, agreed. Um, next game, Rams-Colts. Rams. Rams. I like the Rams. Rams, but the Colts are playing a little Sneakily bit better. Sneakily good. I said six wins. If they get more than six wins, I'll buy a Colts jersey. They already got two wins. Yeah, and I am getting a little. they got nervous. one of them with a backup quarterback. Yeah, I'm getting so a little nervous. So if Anthony Richardson like, can come back in, in you know, October... Or November. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know what the time frame for a concussion is nowadays. Weeks. Is it four weeks? I, I don't even know. Um, speaking think, of concussion, did you see the post that Chandler Jones had? No, but I've heard about him, like, how he's, like, against his will and all that. I heard about all that. Yeah, it's just so much. Oh, my God, it's so sad. Because I remember when Chandler Jones was a Patriot. Yeah, he, was he was one was of the most, amazing. like, stand-up, like, classy. 95. Like, yeah. He was awesome. I met him in a training camp. He was, like, the nicest guy. He was on a live stream the other night, and he was claiming that Josh McDaniels killed Aaron Hernandez and then he started crying and then just ended the live and ever it's like he needs you know like speaking of concussion like yeah it reminded me of the movie concussion which I don't know if you've ever seen with Will Smith I've seen it yeah um it was kind of like what all the players were acting like in that movie just like so irrational yeah you know like it's clear that it's not themselves like it's scary um I remember so, yeah. I remember watching not to get off track but I remember watching one game maybe four or five years ago, where um, Luke Keekley got his bell rung, and he's just on the sideline just crying. Yeah. Like, and he's holding his head, and the coach is like, tell him to get back out there. Yeah. And he is just full on. We're talking, this dude was 6'4", absolutely ripped, you know, terrifying linebacker, just 
bawling on the sideline. Yeah. And I think that might have been one of the last games he ever played. Like, I don't... Yeah, I, and it's he, scary, like, what head injuries can do to you like that. His you know? whole demeanor, like... Remember, look at Antonio Brown. One hit by Vontaze Perfect, and he completely different person. Right. Like, he completely changed. And I know it's football, and you're able to change that. And I know that that's a, a part of the game and all. And you can say whatever you want. But it's... It's scary to see players just go from being like like uh, Chandler Jones, being a nice guy, being a normal dude, to just tears and just can't handle it anymore. Definitely. And everyone's like, everyone's like, oh, he's fine, he's fine, he's going to be back. He's not coming back. No. His, his season and career is probably over. Yeah, and it's scary. And it's scary. I, I hope he gets the help he needs. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. I, I, anyway, I, just, I, I mentioned that because I saw yeah. the video right before we got on the pod. Um yeah, but yeah, the, the Colts could definitely hit six wins. This might be a good game too. Rams, yeah. are, Rams are kind of um, sneakily good this year and sneakily bad at the same time. Yeah, I know. I can't get a pulse on that. That's no. kind of the one team where I really don't have a good enough read on like the outlook of their season yet. They looked so good against the Niners and then just kind of blew it against the Bengals. Like, looked, <laughs> like so they came out really hot with the win against Seattle. Looked good against the Niners. Hung yeah. around, not great. Yeah. Um, and then should have beat Cincinnati last week and put up nine points. Or did they come back at the end of the game and score uh, a little more? No, nine. No, right? I think it was no. They got a touchdown at the very end of the game, like the very end. Okay, to Tyler Higby. Okay, fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like I don't know what the Rams are all about, but this to me feels like a game that they win on the road. So I'll take the Rams here. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Rams as well. Um, if it was, I don't know. I I just don't. I think the Colts will be fine. They'll probably be. This probably be. This feels like a defensive game to me. Yeah. Like a twenty to sixteen, twenty to nineteen type game. Not a high scoring. I would take the under on this game. Fair. Well, let me let me look at the book while we're talking. Yeah, about go for it. it. Go look, look at the lines. Let me look at the line real quick for this. I don't know that I. I honestly don't know that I have a like lock for this game. To be honest with you, I don't you. have a lock for a. Well, what's the what's the spread? I'm gonna guess that it's four and a half. Uh, no, one and a half. One and a half? And the Rams are getting one and a half. Okay, so I would hammer the Rams. In the under, That's interesting, though. The is there, like, is something... That that screams a game where, like, Vegas knows something that we don't yeah. kind of thing. And now, I'm still going to take the Rams on the pick but that's an interesting yeah. spread. Uh, one and a half. The line is 45 and a half points, which feels high, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I would stay away from this game. That feels too weird. You want to hear the line in the, in the Buffalo game real quick? Yeah. Oh, I, I saw it. 53 and a half. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And I'm still taking the I'm over. I'm still taking the over. Like. <laughs> I think they go 60. I might do. I alt know spread I, 60 alt, and a half. Uh, yeah, move like, the line to 60. Yeah. And that would probably be some big plus money. But um, Oh, yeah. Even if there were like a dollar on it, like you'd probably win like a good like 60 bucks. Yeah. Like. Um, so yeah, I, I'd stay away from this game betting, but we're both taking the Rams. Oh, I'm not touching, <laughs> I'm not touching this game with any money. Yeah. Uh, all right. Bucks Saints. I'm taking the Bucks. Yeah. Bucks. Uh, Baker Mayfield is cooking. Whatever he's cooking, he's cooking. Uh, is there no Derek Carr? Is there some Derek Carr? I Are we getting know. lots of Derek Carr? I know I, he left the game on Sunday. I haven't heard anything I haven't since. heard anything one way or another. Let's look it up. It doesn't change anything for me. I think maybe it would change my betting approach. Yeah, um, but it doesn't change my pick em. Because the no, Saints look, my, yeah. look real pedestrian this year. Will Derek Carr play in week four? It's still only Thursday, so there's still, you know. Right. Hmm. 
He sat out Wednesday. There's no thing, but there's no update. But as of 24 hours ago, Saints Derek Carr is confident in backup Jameis Winston. Okay, so he's not playing. <laughs> he's not. Oh, but, wait. Famous Jameis is playing? Yeah, he's their backup. He came oh, into the game. Oh, dude. <laughs> I'm still picking the bucks. Like, <laughs> I love James Winston too. Mr. Thirty for Thirty. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, give me the bucks there. Yeah, bucks. Uh, Commanders, Eagles, 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 um, Vikings, Panthers. Yeah, you got to think about it for a second. They're both so forgettable teams. If the Vikings didn't have Justin Jefferson, I would take the Panthers, but I'm taking the Vikings. I'm taking the Vikings, too. I think they need to get a win. They desperately need they a win. They have to get a win. This team should be 1-2 uh, di- right in now. In a division that no, is actually, winnable. No, actually, this team should be 2-1 and one right now. In a division that is winnable right now. Yeah, oh, so winnable. They they have to win this They're game. They're throwing it away, which is the most Vikings thing to do. Take Vikings spread in this one. I think they're going to run the points up on the Panthers, honestly. Yeah. This I mean, is like it's a it's a statement game. Who's going to be locking down Justin Jefferson in this game? I don't even know who plays defense for the Carolina. Me either. Panthers. I can't name one player. I can't anyway, name one offensive or defensive player for the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, Adam Thielen plays there. Yeah, that's the only guy I can come to. Mind. Oh, and like, DJ Chark. That's it. That's the only guy that comes yeah. to mind. Anyways, if you have Jordan Addison in this game, though, they're going to be doubling Justin Jefferson. They're going to have to throw the ball to someone else in those deep routes. Yeah. Jordan Addison. I bet on a Jordan Addison touchdown last week, and it fucking it's sucks because he came so close. Week. This week is the week. Um, you know who I don't have much trust in? Alexander Madison. No, me either. They has Cam major Andrews. ball security issues. Yeah, and he also is averaging the lowest amount of, of uh, yards per carry. Uh, per yeah, amount I think of carries he gets. was a great two-back to Dalvin Cook. And because I think, he could punch it in the yeah, one. Yeah, and I think we're learning quickly that he's not a starting caliber no. running back. Just like how we always knew like for years that like you on that offense, Alexander Madison can get you that one, two yards you need. He could never break out for a 10-yard run. Yeah. He just can't find the hole. He just can't do it. He averaged 1.8 yards last week. On th- He went like 38 yards, like 24 carries. It was terrible. Yeah. It was like really bad. Like, um, <laughs> against a beat-up like Chargers defense. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm taking Minnesota. I'd take Minnesota in the points here as well. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, all right, Steelers-Texans. Nah, it doesn't. It doesn't take too much Steelers. thought for me. Steelers look Steelers, good. Steelers, yeah. Steelers look better that than we thought is, they were going to be. Really good too. Yeah, they look good. Offense is kind of putting it together as well. I am fading Najee Harris though, and I'm starting Jalen Warren. Warren looks really good, okay. and they're going to him the second half of every game because Najee is not cooking. Yeah, like Najee Harris under rushing yards this under week. Under rushing yard, Warren over. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, but yeah. I'd also go. I also go any time defensive touchdown for the Steelers. Okay, like that's my hot, that's my hot pick of the week because it's like a plus sixteen hundred odds. But like any time defensive touchdown for the Steelers defense, like right. they've already got three this year. Like speaking of when we did Thursday night football last week, remember when I was like, oh, like I wish you could bet on like I forget was it like a defensive touchdown or like a blocked kick, but whatever it was happened in the game. Yeah, no, yeah, was it a blocked field goal, uh, something like that. Something did it. I was gonna text you and be like, why didn't we? I, I, I think we tried to bet on it on the podcast. We couldn't find it. On couldn't the, find we couldn't it. Couldn't find yeah. it. Sometimes the book tries to hide that stuff on yeah. you. you know? like, <laughs> um, yeah, but I got the Steelers. Same with you. Yeah, Steelers. All right, uh, Raiders, Chargers. Chargers. Yep. I I like the I like the Raiders. Okay. I like the Chargers a lot right now, though. I like the Chargers, too. 
Yeah, good statement win against the Especially Vikings. Especially in this vic- in this matchup at home, I think this is an easy way. Considering they didn't choke away a game against the Vikings, which they, they totally could have at the very end, yeah. I'm taking the Chargers. Likewise. All right, Pats, Cowboys. I'm sure Cowboys. we'll have a lot to say about this one. Uh, yeah. I Patriots take, stink. I they take the Cowboys. stink. Yeah. They're so bad. I got to... Um, I got to... I think Patriots fans are fucking delusional. I... I the team that we're watching right now is horrible. Oh, yeah. Horrible. God-awful. It's bad. I saw those, those schmucks over at NBC Sports Boston put out something that said the offense has drastically improved from last season to this season. Where? No, it Where? hasn't. Where? You just scored 15 points on the worst team. Yes, and I said it. The worst team in the NFL, the in my opinion. even look better. Yeah. Right? 15 points on the worst team in the NFL. Your offense has not you, improved. And then you expect me to pick a team that, that 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 beat the team that we just beat by five points, that they beat by, like, four touchdowns? No. It's I cowards. hate the fucking narrative in New England now, like, this consolation bullshit. Like, like oh, like, all the Patriots fan pages were all fired up that we got to win. It's like, gone are the days where we'd win a game like that and be like, geez, we're in trouble. Yeah, that was bad. Because I but... watched that whole game and I was like, geez, we're in trouble. <laughs> but apparently no other Patriots fan on the planet was thinking the same way that I was. They were like, hey, Matt Jones, yeah, when we okay. play When we play Kansas City, we're going to get shellacked. I love that you're adding that to the I'm using it in my vocabulary. It's a, it's a great term. word. <laughs> yeah, the Patriots just don't win this game. No. They don't. I mean, yeah, I like the gamesmanship bringing in Will Greer and you've got Zeke so you can kind of like, you know, scout their game plan, whatever. I think the Patriots could could deflate the footballs this week and still not beat the Cowboys. The Patriots? <laughs> the Patriots? The Cowboys could put out nine play, nine or eight players against our full front 11 and 11 on offensive defense and we'd still find a way to lose. The Cowboys <laughs> could send a fax of their <laughs> game plan, play-by-play, play, to one Patriot place in Foxborough, Massachusetts and still win the game on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, no, 100%. That's just, that's just how it's going to be. The um, Patriots could, could get... Four picks off Dak, jo- Dak Prescott and still lose. Dak Jones? Dak Jones. <laughs> We're mean... mixing names today. <laughs> Dak Jones. That sounds like a character from Disney XD. Like that would have been a show from Disney XD back when we were growing up. No, nah, that's like... like that's Dak the, Jones, that, skateboarder. That's like, the, that's like the background marine you find in a Halo game. <laughs> you ever played Tony Hawk, downhill skater? Yes. That sounds like a character that's in that game. We're ripping it up with Dak Jones. Dak Jones. <laughs> with this three by sixty cross turnover like, <laughs> um, on the half pipe today, like. yeah, I got the Cowboys at home. The Pats are in trouble, um, and you know what sucks? This is going to be one of those games where the Patriots probably play their best game of the season and then fuck it up. Yep, similar to the Eagles game to start the watch, season. Watch, they're going to go toe for toe in the first three quarters and then lose it in the fourth. They'll have like a drive that could give them the lead late, and, and they'll, they'll like, stall at like the forty. They'll yard get line. like picked off in the end zone or something, like something ridiculous. Yeah, like. Anyways, so uh, what's the last game? What do we... Uh, next game is... We have two more games on Sunday and then a game on Monday. The okay. next game is the Cardinals and the 49ers. Niners. Niners. Easy. And then I don't think we talk about the other one either. Yeah, Chiefs-Jets. Chiefs. Chiefs. Um, let's talk about T-Swizzle for a second. Personally, <laughs> big Taylor Swift fan. Yeah, I, 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 yeah I I've like got nothing music. against her. Like So seeing her date my first overall draft pick in fantasy this year <laughs> is absolutely... <laughs> Like, abominable. It's like, just bizarre to me how this is... I would call this the biggest thing that's happened to the sports world 
that's like non-sports related, yeah. like a non-in-game narrative. Yeah. You know? And also, what a weird relationship. Like, so, like, let me ask you this. Are they dating or is this just like a PR son? I think they actually are dating. Okay. Because I think that, I think that she, the people that she's dated, you know, looking back on like, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal and people like that. She's always dated like a celebrity. Yeah. And Travis Kelsey is famous for being like the most anti celebrity guy. Yeah. Then it's kind of hilarious that they're dating because, like, you did you hear he gave like a friendship bracelet or something yeah, like so that? Yeah. So that's how the whole thing started. Which is like the funniest started. thing in the world. Like, yeah. So that's it. Well, that's why I thought maybe it was a PR stunt. Like, are they playing into this like running story now? I don't think so because she doesn't need it. And she like, doesn't need it, but I didn't know if maybe it was just like for the New Heights podcast. Not even for, not like, even to try and market anything, but just kind of like to play into like the narrative. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess. like to give the people what they want, kind of thing. I guess, but I I think that her with her and not the you know, I'm using out of them cover not with her reputation that I think that uh, nice thanks <laughs> <laughs> that I think that she would ever do something like this because her. Um, she's fearless. She's fearless. Yeah, she is. And um, and I think that her love story in the past has, <laughs> has just been to this this point of like she doesn't need it for the money. She obviously doesn't need it for the PR because she has made the most money in concert record right. ever. She doesn't need it for any form of publicity. She has the most listeners, like bar none, of pop culture on Spotify. Right. I mean, obviously, like you know, Drake and then have her beat yeah. a little bit. No, but I mean, she's the much. biggest. She's the biggest celebrity in the world, hands down. Like, like hands you down. can't debate that. She can go anywhere and date pretty much anyone. And the fact that she chose Patrick Mahomes' number one target <laughs> is hilarious. Like, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's absurd. And you know, I'm kind of here for it. I can't lie. No, but, I, yeah, I don't. I don't have anything against it. I thought maybe at first that like she would go to the one game to kind of like give the people but what they her want. With Mama Kelsey yeah, and actually screaming but, and being well, excited and she's about it. going back to the game. I this know weekend. She and th- is. the fact that that was a news. Did you see a picture of her at the bar? No. Did you, you want to see it? Sure. It's electric. Um I'm just the fact that there's like breaking news. Taylor Swift will be at the Chiefs Jets game this Sunday. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. So there to go. Yeah, yeah, okay. I did not see that. So I saw the video of them leaving the stadium together, but they weren't holding hands. I'm hammering the uh, the Chiefs covering the spread in this one. They're giving hammered Travis half. Kelsey over on everything. Two too. touchdowns. Like, yeah, he's gonna ball. He balled out last 150 week. yards. Like, we'll do it again. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a cool thing to see in the sports. It's crazy, and it really opens your eyes to like just how much of an influence she has on like you know her following was, and her her audience you know? I don't know if I know we talked about this in class today but I can't remember what you said I watched the New Heights podcast yeah. they do a thing on there called New News and then like no dumb questions yeah. at the end they do no dumb questions it's all just Taylor Swift fans asking questions about football yeah it was like from someone who says like I'm in my whatever era or whatever was <laughs> what's a field goal and they were like, and, and, and uh, Travis is like, Jace, I'll let you take this one. Like, I can't handle this. Like, yeah. <laughs> so no, I like, mean, I saw some hilarious tweets this week of like Swifties, like Taylor Swift fan pages explaining to their followers like how the rules of football work. Yeah. Which like, honestly, this is a great way to like grow the game. Also talk about you know? how awesome it is for the NFL. Like, yeah. Oh, they all are the people, eating it up. We're talking millions of fans that might have not watched football yeah. are going to sit down and watch Sunday Night Football. This might be... The most watched great event. for the Chiefs too because now it's kind of like that cultural thing where like even though like 
it's like the messy effect in Miami almost. Yeah. Like you have a lot of non soccer and like the Dion effect in, in Remember Colorado. Like when Drake would watch like the Raptors at home. Yeah, season. it's like you like, have a lot of non fans that are associating with that team just because of the individual. His Kelsey jersey sales went up four hundred percent this past weekend. Yeah. Like that's great. No, and that's like, crazy. oh my god, that, like, that game I saw like broke the record for like a regular season game in yeah. terms of like viewership. It, it's incredible. It'll probably be broken again this weekend against. Yeah, the now that everyone because no one knew it was happening until and the now game it's started. Like now it's like confirmed, stuff. so everyone's going to yeah. want to watch it. I mean, I, I don't want to say that it's going to be a problem, but did you see the video outside of the suite after the game? Oh, and they're like walking back and stuff, and they're not like, that it was just the people outside the suite waiting mm-hmm. to see her. No. At least a thousand people just that's lined crazy. up, and like that's gonna become the thing. Where like I've been at sporting events before, where there's famous people in the crowd, and like, yeah, like you know, like Dave Portnoy's in the crowd. Yes, You're like, oh, yeah. that's cool. Like Robert Kraft was sitting behind me at a Bruins I was game. At a BC, this is the weirdest thing ever. I was at a BC hockey game, and I saw um, a guy who had just won the cup with the uh, Sherwood. That guy who just won a cup with oh, the, yeah, Ad, yeah. the fourth liner. He was at the BC hockey game. Really? Sitting in the stands, no one was going up to him. It That's pretty sweet. There. It was a random. Thing it happens though. at Bruins games a lot. Like I had, um, I had Robert Kraft sitting behind me. That's um, so cool. Just among the people, he wasn't yeah, in like yeah. a yeah. And so I was talking with him. I gave him a fist bump and everything, but no one really like paid him. You know, like people were in our section, right, which right. happened. No one like swarmed him. But there's been times, especially in the playoffs, when they like show who's there, and then. That celebrity probably has ten minutes before they have to be escorted out by security because so or many move to another seat because so something. many people just converge. Like and Taylor Swift is what we said the biggest. Celebrity I feel like in the that's world. just going to be all NFL. Like every game that she's at, no one like. Be, I think partially it was because the game was a blowout. Like mid third right. quarter, they everyone was like, they turned "Yeah." It off. Like, well, <laughs> everyone at the game was like, "All right, this is over." Taylor Swift's here. Like, let's go let's find go her. Yeah, right. yeah. Like, that's what it's going to be, especially this Sunday. Oh my God! When when the Chiefs put up fifty points on the Jets this Sunday, th- that's all. The, 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 the stadium is going to empty if out. Rogers was playing though. Can you imagine? <laughs> that game would just be like that next level of yeah. It'd be a much better incredibleness. Yeah. It, we'll get that for sure. Do you think if they go to the Super Bowl, she's not going to go? Dude, can you imagine if she did the halftime performance? She should. Instead like, of they just announced it was Usher. Usher. Fuck but that. the NFL would have changed it if they known they Taylor were Swift has never done it, has she? No, because she had a relationship with Pepsi, and it's a Coke ad. Like, Coke owns the halftime show, and she was always a sponsor. The, the, the other, the way, other around. way around. Yeah. She always had a sponsorship with Coke, so she could never do Pepsi. But now that she's on her own record label... With her own music, and she doesn't need the money from these sponsorship companies. You get like seventy million a show. She would be someone good to do the halftime show. The halftime shows have been meh as of late. I did love the um, the last one. I remember like really like liking the red one was like cool visually. That was the most recent one. Yeah, yeah, it was okay. My favorite one I saw though, in my opinion, had to be the um, <coughs> the uh, Katy Perry one back from like twenty sixteen. Okay. Lady Gaga when the Patriots had the comeback against the Falcons, oh, I think that was yeah, ceiling. that was probably that was one of my cool favorites. Too, yeah. um, I didn't like I, the the ones in recent years. I haven't loved though. Um, I don't know why the Snoop Dogg one and the 57 one, one just felt cheap. I hated it. It felt cheap. And then the the Blinding Lights one with the weekend was it was okay. It was okay. It was fine. The year before that, the um, Coldplay. Uh, no, the Shakira and Rihanna. Uh, Shakira and. Um, J- and J-Lo. Oh, yeah. Didn't yeah, yeah. like that one either. No. It was weird. Wasn't a huge fan of the, um, you know, there's a whole bunch of them I wasn't a fan. But, you know, looking back on old ones, remember how, like, I mean, neither one of us were, like, really, like, alive and functioning. But we were alive, but, like, not really comprehending. Yeah. The Prince one in yeah. the rain. Oh, I feel like there the were much symbol. better ones when we were. Incredible. Yeah, when we were, before we were alive, I feel like better yeah. artists played. 
um, the I mean, the Red Hot Chili Peppers did it once. The Foo Fighters did it once. Yeah. Like, there's been a lot of, like, really good artists that have done it. The ones on the recent have just felt like, like, like we talked about, just like a, like a, uh, just a media stunt. Yeah, Coldplay was good, though. Coldplay was good. They're good. They I love good. Coldplay. One of my favorite bands. Like, yeah. that, it was good. I can't say they're my favorite one of my favorite <coughs> bands, but it was a good show. I always have this argument with Carp. I say they're a top 10 band of all time. Nope. I think they are. I don't put them in top 10. I do. Not, not top 10 favorite. I judge my bands based on longevity. To they have been around a long time. Rank their number one Billboard hits over the course of 30 years now. I don't think there's a lot of bands that have ever been able to do what they've done. I mean, a lot of the bands that people put at the top were only together for like five to ten years. And yeah, no, I know. Coldplay had a number one album, like, I guess it, it was 2015, so what is that, eight years ago now? Yeah. But their debut album was in 1999. You don't yeah. see a lot of that, like, 20 years later, you're still putting out a great product. Um, and we can debate that another that. time. But. The only thing I can count with that is the Red Chili Peppers had put out an album, like, 991. They just put out a new album, like, last summer. So yes, like, but no one listened to that album no, except didn't. for me but because I'm a But they did listen to a 2014 fan. album when it came out, and that was 30. That's like 35, like uh, 25 yeah. years. Well, the Chili, and, and the Chili Peppers I put up there too because they're interesting because they were a band before they even got. So they started out in the early 80s. Yeah, which not which a lot of people know. To. I know they had a weird yeah. ad, like album cover, where and they, they had, had like, weird sound too. Yeah. It was a lot. It was funky. They were a weird band. Like, yep. And then they really didn't hit their stride until the late '90s, which you know, Californication. I think in your music taste is like you compare longevity to the band's success, where the Beatles only were around for like ten years, but had like like five number one albums. Well, no, and that's where it's that's like, the counter is. I put the Beatles in there too because I right. think the Beatles are the best band but of all time. But they were around for like eight years. Yes, you know what I mean. And, but like, their body of work in that eight years. But I'm saying yeah. you have to also give the same level of respect to a band that was able to produce a similar product in terms of like commercial success. For so long, right? You yeah. know, I feel like it's almost harder. And like then you the get Beatles, the of like individual okay. artists too, right? It's like, look, the Beatles. I don't want to say it was easier by the time Abbey Road came around, but they already had the audience by the time Abbey. Oh yeah, they were going to make a number one album when the White Album and Abbey Road and Sgt. Pepper, like they already had, you know, the like, Magical and, Mystery Tour. Yeah, and, and like I the, think those are great albums. And like the, I have them sitting over there. They're, I think they're some of the best albums of all time. Like I, I, like hands down, I think that. But I think it's harder for a band like Coldplay, who their top commercial hits came in the early two thousands, and then in the late twenty tens, they, they another, matched that another, success. Yeah. I think that's harder to do. We talked about this today. You want to have a band that had no longevity but two incredible albums? Leonard Skinner. Two yeah. amazing albums, and then just the band. And then, you know, unfortunately, yeah, but I mean, they're still, they're still kicking. I mean, the last, the unfortunately, la- the um, last original member. The last original member, just died, Gary right? Roslington or Roslington, he just passed away. Yeah. Um, Which is too bad. I mean, like, yeah, so that's band. the thing. Is like, I wanted to go see them. And it's kind of the same thing with some of these other bands that are touring too, like from the seventies, where it's like you're not really seeing the band anymore. Like like Skinner is still on tour despite right. um, none of the original members. The, being none on of that the band. original members in the band, so it's like it's like going to see, like, like, see a cover band. It's like going to see like <laughs> that. Now the only counter to that is like like I love the Grateful Dead. Yeah, I don't love the Dead and Company because I'm not Fair. a huge fan of John Mayer. Fair because for me it'll always be Jerry Garcia or no one. Right because Jerry Garcia is the most. I don't. I don't know. The most like unique 
he only had four fingers. Yeah. He's missing part of his finger. Do like the the pick work he did and the voice he had. You can't you can't match that. And yeah. that's why I just can't. Denko is a little different just because it's like a spinoff. Well, a lot of them are still know? the original band members. Yeah, no, that's a lot of them are still the original. Yeah, but I think a lot of bands like. You know, we, I was talking about this recently with um, Queen did it, and it's just not Freddie Mercury. It's yeah, like the other three are still there though. But that's still like Queen. Yeah, it's still like it's Queen without him. Like, well, like, and they're marketed as Queen. Like Leonard Skinner is still marketed as Leonard Skinner, whereas right. you have like the Grateful Dead. Once Jerry died, it kind of died with him. Like the it, yes, it died like, with him, and they didn't market. It's you know, it's Dead and Company, so it's like a spinoff band. It's where not it's like, great, the Grateful. Yeah, Dead, it, like, right. They're not marketing as the Grateful Dead, which like yeah, I get that, but. Um, Anyways, this yeah. is like a whole different podcast. We right. And Lynchy and I have been talking about, and I told you this, we want to bring back like our, our daily drafts. Like we're going to do them on podcasts where like we just pick talk, topics and we all draft them. Oh, I'm looking um, forward to that. I'm yeah, forward that, that would be fun. That'd, that'd so be fun. we'll definitely like get into like the whole music. Coming soon. Coming soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Add it to the list. We can go um, by genre, category, <laughs> album. Like, anyway. So anyway, I'm assuming we're both taking the Chiefs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm then, taking the Chiefs like alt spread giving 28 points. Like, yeah. it, it is just, do you really believe in Zach Wilson to do anything in that game? Like, <laughs> no. I'm talking anything. Like, no. <laughs> I, would hit, I would hammer the under on all players in that game. I don't want to get too into it, but I do just want to point out, um, so the Colin Kaepernick letter was published this week. You wrote a letter to the owner of the New York Jets? Or? I think it was the owner or, like, the guy right below him. Yeah. Sure. Um, asking to be added to the practice squad so that he could have a chance to prove himself and whatever it's and whatever. It's been 10 years, Cap. Yeah, I'd like, like to say to everybody who is saying like, oh, this man is better than, you know, X percent of quarterbacks in the league. Sure, in 2012 when he took them to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he hasn't played since He like has not. Okay, I compare him to some, and I, I won't even give a name, somebody who tried to revive their career and continued to play organized football and played in those lower leagues, XFL, USFL, like arena football, whatever it was, was working out constantly. Was like RG3. Out. RG3 was the name that came yeah, to my yeah, head yeah. too. Yeah. And not that he came back and was great in the NFL, but he played for five years in another league to try and come back. <laughs> right. That's the thing. Versus Colin Kaepernick ended his career as a mediocre backup and, you know, you can argue, that's a conversation for a different time, whether he was blackballed out of the league or not. I don't think he was, but some people think that he was blackballed out of the league for whatever. And again, nothing wrong with his opinions or anything like that. We're not, we're not debating that whatsoever. Maybe I'll debate that, but... But <laughs> what we are debating is that you can't come back in the league after not playing for 10 no, years. No, he just thinks a- he deserves a spot on a team. Every time a quarterback gets hurt, his name gets floated in the conversation. It's like, great, another fucking have, year of this. I would rather have Nick Foles on the Jets than I Same, would a quarterback who's been playing in the last decade yeah, you know anyone anyone in the last decade. and then the marquee of i think everything you need to know about colin kaepernick is when when the league granted him a personal private tryout which by the way they don't do for any other players no, so everybody wants to say like oh the league fucked him over like you know with the tryout and whatever no they don't just grant a showcase for a player right you know that was peak fucking <clears throat> everything that was going on in the world and they were getting so much shit because Colin Kaepernick was basically bashing them. I also, I think Colin Kaepernick's, the, uh, sorry, it riles me up. I think he's the biggest fucking hypocrite on the planet. I'm sorry. He makes a Netflix documentary about how he thinks the NFL is like slavery and then writes a letter begging to be let back into the NFL. Just go fuck off at this point. Like, I just, I can't deal with him anymore. Like, it's, it's, it, there's so many examples of athletes like this that just feel like they deserve attention, yeah. you know? And they don't. 
I don't give two shits about Colin Kaepernick anymore. If it was 2012 and the 49ers had just made the Super Bowl, I loved Colin Kaepernick back then. Yeah. He was the man. He you know? runs like 80 yards and he, he was the man. It and he was but awesome. I don't care about Colin Kaepernick now, just like I don't give two shits about Mark Recchi. Or, you know... Uh, ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, like, someone who like, just... Did, you're irrelevant now to me. Stop trying... You know, it, it just... It bothers me so much. It'd be like... It's people <laughs> that bring up the, the Yager conversation that he's going to come back. He's 52. Granted, he is playing professional hockey overseas. Okay, but. in the KHL. Yeah, he's like, not going to play in the <laughs> NHL ever again. And he said that. He's like, I'm too old to play in the NHL. They would never let him back in. That would... No, never. No. Um... Yeah, and to the people that think that Colin Kaepernick could be a sufficient quarterback in the NFL, you don't fucking know football. They just want it for the media story. You don't know football. You just don't. You don't watch football. Half the people that are in these comment sections don't watch football. No. I commented something when he put that article out, and I didn't even say anything. I just said, like, you know, at what point are we going to accept that, like, you know, this guy just wouldn't be a good quarterback? He's not a good quarterback. And everyone was like, you didn't read the letter. He said he's been training. He said he's been working out. Yeah, that doesn't hold a candle to playing competitive football and throwing. The NFL has changed drastically since the last time Colin Kaepernick played it. Remember what everyone said <laughs> about, remember like, 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 put it like this. When Zach Wilson had his pro day, people were like, he's the next coming of like the greatest quarterback generation. Got taken yeah. two overall. And again, back to the New Heights podcast. They say in there, it's different to throw without pads on than it is to throw with pads on in a real-time situation, in a real-time game. It's, yeah. You're watching Colin Kaepernick throw 50-yard dots on a high school football field and go, that's our next quarterback. There are dudes, their dads are down the beach that are 55 years old, get throw their son go routes yep. for 40 yards with no pads on. Yep. I could go do that right now. <laughs> I, I'm not going to be in the NFL, but I could go throw that 40-yard bomb on the beach with no yeah. pads on. You give me pads on the real-life type of situation, I'm getting sacked. Right. Like, I mean, it, it's, I have a lot of friends who, if you take them to the driving range, they can hit fucking pure <laughs> shots off the mats at the driving range. And they're not going to be on the tour. And then, like, we, well, and then we go out to the course, and then they shank one right into the water. Right. And then, you know, it, it, it's the same premise. He, doesn't, he, he does not have a place in the league anymore. You know where he does have a place? A team that is really good and wins every game by 30 points and needs to take kneel downs at the end of games because he's really good at taking knees. He has a lot of experience in that department. Everywhere else, he doesn't. He can't throw the fucking football in today's NFL. No. He just can't. He just can't. If you think he can, you don't watch football. Um, all right, let's move on to Monday night because I have a concert I have to leave for in 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, Seattle Seahawks, New York Giants. Fairly quick Seahawks. for me. Seahawks. Yeah. Boom. That was the podcast. And uh, <laughs> again, if you think we're idiots, drop that in the comments. Uh, we'd yeah. love to hear your takes on this one. It's a bit of a longer one, but... Um, it is what it is, man. Yeah. We're, just, we're just hanging out and talking. You know, that's all that it is. All right. Now. And we're, there's going to be a lot of that next week, too. So... Um, hey, next week, uh, double pod next week? Maybe even triple pod. Maybe, maybe. triple who knows? pod. Um, who knows? We'll, we'll see like, how we're feeling. We're going to complete the Infinity Gauntlet here? Yeah, right? honestly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so keep up with the socials. Um, Fenway video comes out tomorrow. So uh, be sure to watch that. It's an incredible one of our best Wiffle Ball productions to date. Um, I, I unfortunately say that will be trumped by the postseason because we had such an electric postseason. Right. But but definitely today, watch tomorrow the Wiffle the Fenway video. Um, incredible Wiffle Ball content. Look out for uh, Pick'em next week. Pick'em next Jeopardy week. next week. Um, and oh, then... we didn't say our records in Pick'em. Let's say that really quick. I forgot to say that at the beginning. You got um, me by two games. I'm 31 that. and 17. You're 29 and 19. We went 11 hey, and five last week. That's not bad. Not too bad. That like, was your best week. My second best week. That's actually that's pretty good. Like, so not bad. Yeah. So we're touting winning records heading into week four. So and by a decent margin, not by yes. like right. It's not like we're like you know 
25 and like yeah we're both um i'm over 30 wins and you're just under it yeah so. that's actually not too bad I'll, I'll take that yeah so uh we keep rolling into week four a lot of all content right coming up a lot of football coming up a lot of good vibes coming keep up. it rolling baby keep it rolling yeah thank you so, all so much yeah for and listening. again i think we're idiots drop it in the comments and yep. uh we'll see you next time tell us we fucking don't know our shit i dare you and then watch us go 13 and 3 uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right see you boys next all time Let's get rich and give everybody nice sweaters and teach them how to dance. Let's get rich and build a house on a mountain, making everybody look like ants. From way up there, you and I.